Welcome to the Excellent Exo Chat with Bill and Nora. Our podcast is meant to educate, inform, and discuss the ever-expanding topic of exotechnologies. If you are interested in exoskeletons, robots, or automated systems, you should listen to us. We will be discussing how these technologies impact you through chats with experts and users from around the world. Hey, Nora, how's it going? Hey, Bill, I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. We're, uh, we've got the uh, hatches battened down, as they say. We're dealing with a uh, little bit with some of the winds and rain from Hurricane Ian right now, but uh, everything's good so far. We still got power and uh, looks pretty good right now. Nothing major going on. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, I mean, nothing nothing here up in the Philadelphia area. A little cloudy and getting chilly as everyone is starting to figure out. I'm not a big fan of the cold, but, you know, I'll weather through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's that's part of living up there. You know, it, it does get cold at least once a year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys have the hurricanes. We have the snow. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you get the ice, but, you know... It yeah, is what it is. <laughs> we don't deal with, with ice unless it's in a glass very well. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I'm the same way. Well, Bill, I have a funny story for you to, to kind of kick off our podcast today, All and I right. think you're going to laugh at me. Um, it's an emer- Well, I don't even know. I guess it's an emerging technology. It's still a, a big topic within the industry, especially surrounding standards, because there's not many standards out there. But... I don't think people realize how often we use these. So I'm going to give you an example, and I I think you're going to really know where I'm going with this. So my husband and I, um, you know, we have two cars because we both work. Um, And my husband works in Wilmington, which is, you know, a good 45-minute drive for him in the morning. So we decided to trade in one of our cars um, to get more of an energy-efficient, fuel-efficient car, which was great Um, until... I'm I'm driving my son to school and you know I I turn on my turn signal cuz now I'm driving what was my husband's car cuz he right. has the fuel efficient car and um you know I'm trying to merge into traffic and I realize crap this car doesn't have the little sensor on the mirror right that so that tells me if someone's in my blind spot right blind spot <laughs> detector right of course so then it got me thinking about, you know, we've we've had a lot of our, our members within ASTM, but but just through like conversation about like sensors, right? And and how frequently sensors are used and and everything. I mean, you have your motion detection sensors that are huge. They're everything from, you know, your night lights that you have that turn on at night when it gets dark. You have them in your cars when you're driving to detect people in your in your blind spot. You know, the sensors for the auto doors that open and close. Um, so, you know, we're really surrounded by sensors. And it's a it's an interesting area that I think people don't realize how frequently we, we run into those. Right. And, and we take them somewhat for granted now because of that, like... I have a backup camera in my vehicle, and I don't know what I would do without it these days, you know? It's like I'm so dependent on it. Oh, yeah. And some of them, like, you know, some of them. Now, my mom's vehicle, I absolutely can't stand because that thing will beep. Oh, yeah. You know, regardless of, of whether it's like a little bush or it's a person or I mean, that thing beeps all the time. But I agree. Like, you know, at least the car that I'm driving has the backup, the backup camera because, I, you know, I'm the same way. Like, yeah, I may look. 
you know, left and right a little bit. But for the most part, I'm I'm basing my movement of the vehicle based off of what I'm seeing in the camera. Right. And what I'm hearing from the sensors. Right. Right. And, you know, now they have those sensors like, you know, you have the cars that can auto park themselves. You have the cars that, you know, it's a slow beep. And as you're getting closer, right, it gets right. faster and faster and faster. Um, you know, so I just, I'm really interested in, you know, like the, this technology and how it works. And, and like, it's just a fun, I thought it would be a fun topic for us to discuss today. Yeah. So, you know, it, sensors are, are something that you know, cover so many different uh, applications, so many different disciplines. I, I was involved with a lot of sensor technology around uh, chemical and uh, biological uh, organism detection for many, many years. Mm. And we talked about a number of, you know, I'll say geeky things about sensors. We were all <laughs> into sensors and we were all about, you know, what's, what's the sensitivity of the, yes. the sensor? What's it? And we we got in things like it's called a rock curve. So receiver oh. operating characteristic curve, and then and it is like you know what as you go along this curve, it basically gives you this idea of between sensitivity and your your ability to get a signal without getting like a false positive or a false negative kind of Interesting. thing. Interesting. So yeah. so like. Think of this. So your blind spot detector. Here's an example. What if your blind spot detector went off all the time? You you go by a tree. Blind spot detector goes off, right. and it's nowhere. Or a fly. It's, yeah, a fly a fl goes past yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> nothing any anywhere near you. Nothing that you should even care about. But it keeps going off all the time. And so what yeah. ends up happening? You ignore it because. Right. It, it doesn't tell you the truth. It doesn't tell you what you exactly. want to know, which is there's a car over here and I don't want yeah. a car or a building or something I don't want to hit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really funny because once you, again, technology, right? Like once you have that technology, right? trying to go back yes is really difficult right because my car before the one we traded in, I didn't have the blind, the blind spot detector. Right. And I, you know, like I... I was, I was okay. Like, yeah, of course I got the occasional honk because someone really was in my blind spot and even like turning and using my mirrors, I couldn't see them. Right. But you know, like I never knock on wood got in an accident. Um, and then, you know, I had my car previously that we just traded in that, that had the, the blind spot detector. And it's funny. I felt, I felt safer. Right. 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 Um, and now I get in the car and, and I'm almost like paranoid when I'm trying to merge. Now, listen, all these, you know, all of our listeners are not going to want to drive with me, which is fine. Like I totally get it. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, um, it's funny how like new, not new, but, a, but technology, um, really does start to make you feel safe as long as it works properly and appropriately. Well, you know, the, the worst is the, you know, the mobile phone technology in the oh, car, yes. right? <clears throat> you yes. know, what I hate is people get so absorbed in their map, whatever their map app is. And, you know, yeah. they're watching their car and the other car, maybe watching <laughs> the other cars on their map app, but not actually looking at the real world. Oh, yes. And you're like, what is going on here? You know, they're right. all over the place and they're like right. almost causing a wreck because they're so they're looking at the artificial world versus the real right. world. 
like um like Waze. Yes. I know so many people that use Waze. Yeah. And um, Very you popular. know, I yep, and I, I used it for a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but then I started realizing like people were telling other individuals where there were hazards, right? And right. what they were and everything. Right. I mean and then you start thinking to yourself, oh, my goodness, like they're doing this while they're driving. Like yes. they're typing in. Oh, yes. <laughs> the they, yeah, they're they're doing it right then. As they're driving. One hand on, on the steering wheel, maybe right. one hand on the steering right. wheel and their finger. You know? They may yeah. have two hands on their thing and their <laughs> knees on the steering wheel. So, yeah. So I'll give you an example <laughs> here. And this used to scare me to death. But, you know, it was what what it was. So I used to live up in the Washington DC metro area mm-hmm. and uh I used to ride to work especially during the the nicer months of the year on a motorcycle. So I had mm-hmm. about a, Oh yeah. I had about a 30 mile <laughs> commute uh through the through the beltway as they say. And you know, I'm on a motorcycle and I'm on a little taller motorcycle and so I can see what people are doing for the most part in their cars and stuff. And it's just shocking, shocking <laughs> how many people are like on their phones versus yeah. driving on the beltway. You know, we're yeah. doing anywhere from, I would argue, 60 to 80 miles per hour, oh, yeah. unless we're just dead stopped, right? It's right. either, exactly. it's one or the other. It's you're either the going, other. you're either speeding or you're stopped. One of the or two. Or you're able to watch Netflix while yes. you are sitting in traffic. Yeah. And, and so I, I also, you know, for a time period, I also lived in Italy and I rode a motorcycle a little bit while yeah. I was over there and people say, Oh, you know, the Italians and they're driving and they're all over the road and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I can tell you from having lived there. Yes, they do drive a little bit all over the road because the roads are really tiny and you have to do that. <laughs> but I never observed Italians, at least in the areas where I was on their phone right. while they were driving. They were at yeah. least looking where they were going, even though they might have been on the other side of the road. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. And like, you know, it's funny because sensors in cars really do come in handy and, and they make you feel safe. But then they also make you feel like you can do other things while you're, you know, you should be paying attention to the road. Right. Um, right. <laughs> and, and it's not just cars. So these same sensors are used in industry all the time. So. We were talking with some uh, colleagues the other day about forklifts. And right. it's about automated forklifts versus uh, people-driven forklifts. Right. I don't even know what mm-hmm. you call that. But, but basically, you know, there's a lot of automated forklifts, and they use the same types of sensors that are in cars and other places to kind of sense what is around them. Right. And it's very important for them to be correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, whether it's, it's running into a person, which is horrible, or just damaging the merchandise is, is right. bad, too. So, yeah. uh, sensors are a part of our everyday lives. And uh, I think, you know, people take them for advantage. They don't understand how much technology goes into making those not mm-hmm. just work but work in a way that we expect them to and well, that's right and that's really what it gets down to is like you know that's why you know we believe and, and a lot of a lot of other people believe obviously that standards are important uh that's, that's part of yep. it because because how do you check and see if uh, a new sensor actually works and does what it's supposed to how do you test it right, right? yeah exactly how do you how do you make sure that it's working properly and it's doing the job that it's meant to do right. without testing it and then right. 
you know, you're you're obviously not the only company that's doing that sensor. Like, how do you make sure that they're, you know, they are of the same quality and and you know of the same, um, what do you call it, strength, right? Yeah. I mean, well, and I mean, it's funny, you know, it's this is like old home for me because this is this is one of the things that got me into standards year many years ago. Now I I, don't, I won't even say how many years ago, but it's <laughs> but it's more than ten. Uh, let's just say that. And uh, we were looking at uh, sensors for chemical and biological agents uh, yeah. for for the government and. You know, the government spends millions upon millions and mm-hmm. millions of dollars on development of centers and technology around these areas. And, you know, the question was, you know, as you're, we're not talking about the sensors that are already out there. We're talking about, you know, we're spending all this research money developing new sensors. How do we test mm-hmm. these things, right? And, right. and what what is what is the right way to test a, a sensor that's brand new on emerging tech? Right. How do you? Yeah, exactly. Because it's different. It it can be significantly different than mm-hmm. the current sensors that you're used to you were right. worrying with. And right. uh, so we we worked on. We had a panel of you know all star scientists from around the U.S. that did this, and and I I got to help with the panel. I'll just say say that much. I won't I won't take too much credit for coming up with any <laughs> brilliant ideas about this, but you know they came up with uh, what I thought was a very reasonable way to kind of go at this, and it and it boiled down. I won't get into the the whole study, but it boiled down to. Here's a reasonable way to characterize a sensor that gives you a scientific way to do this in a lab and also mm-hmm. gives you a practical application of it so that you understand that your science will actually lead to a practical application right. of it at the end. And that's the key thing. And that's what we've and it been talking about. Yeah. That's what we've been talking about. It's like we talk about this in exoskeletons all the time. We you can measure an exoskeleton a million different ways. Right. Right. You know, like a lot of researchers measure metabolic cost. Does the user at the end of the gate care about metabolic cost? Well, if you can't communicate between that scientific measurement to a user need, then maybe maybe it's not that great of a measure overall. Right. Yeah, it could exactly. be, but it, it may not. And that's that's yeah. what you have to look at. Yeah, no, and you know what, what's so great about that is like, you know, it does, like you said, it brings together, you know, world-renowned specialists and um, subject matter matter experts and technical experts to work on a, you know, a problem. Not that it's a problem, but, you know, you don't have an answer, right? Right. Um, And you're putting together, and that's what I love about, you know, emerging technologies and standards and everything else, because... You know, it's it. You know, you imagine you have the world-renowned experts sitting in a room, all talking about the same thing, and and really just trying to figure out what the answer is. How do we measure it? How do we make sure they're safe? You know, how much testing do we need to do? How much testing is too much? Right. Um. What are you know? Is it a pass fail? Right. Is it you know like is it like how are we measuring this like statistically? Right. Um, you know, there's all these questions that comes into developing not only the standard, but but really 
you know, the tests behind it. So, you know, I just thought it was really interesting that <laughs> when I was driving today and I was like, so many questions other than, is there a car in my blind spot going through my well, head? And, and I, I imagine the, the uh, listeners are thinking that, you know, Nora should have an, an autonomous driving vehicle in I her should. future. I should. <laughs> <laughs> I really should. Um, oh, man. Could you could you imagine how much better, like, the Waze app would be and, and everything else would be autonomous driving, you know, vehicle? But I mean, that's that's another topic for another day, because my you know, my husband's like, well, you know, the whole point of buying like a really nice souped up vehicle is to be able to to drive it and feel it. And I'm like, eh, yeah, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I would agree with him. And, uh, you know, the, the other thing is, you know, even though people are very excited about this idea of autonomous driving vehicles and just being able to get in the car yeah. and do whatever while it drives, you know, we do that in airplanes right now because the yeah. pilots don't fly hands on the stick the whole oh, yeah. flight right yeah so autopilot <laughs> right and think think of how much technology it takes not just mm -hmm. in the plane but the air traffic controls and all that to make yeah. it work in the sky where there's yeah. lots of room yeah now think of we have a constrained area on the ground that you need yeah. to have a lot of vehicles in close together. How much tech do we need to make that oh, work yeah. safely? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That's what that's what I really love about the sensors topic, right? Because there's so many different areas that, you know, it 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 came into play many years ago. You know, it it's developing throughout the years. And, you know, just looking at just looking at anything from from autonomous systems to driving vehicles to airplanes to eat to build even sports equipment. Exactly. You know, putting putting sensors and helmets and pads and everything else and being able to calculate how hard a hit was, right? During football or lacrosse or right. any contact sport, you know, even snowboarding. Um, you know, and being able to use that data as to, you know, do I need to run concussion protocol? Is this a situation where this is a hit that could cause other medical right. issues that we should be looking at. I mean, you know, I, I'm not. I, my husband likes to watch football. I'm not. I'm not a big, huge football fan. But you know, there was a game that went on where it, um, one of the players got hit, uh, fell down, smashed his head, came back up. They thought he was okay. Took a couple steps, wobbled. Right. right? Lineman, like you know, his 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 lineman came over and like helped him. And, um, you know, they, they took him out, they did the concussion protocol, and then he went right back into the game. Right. Um, you know, like, I just, I, I really just think that the future for emerging technologies and sensors is really going to be incredible, because they'll be able to run data to see, like, okay, like, really, should he have gone back in the game? You know, did he really, did he really get hit in the, in the head, or was the brunt of the force more to the shoulder? Right. Do you know what I, like, it's really, you know, it's really interesting. I'm really kind of excited I, I think in, that's in this a, I think that's a good topic for a future episode, because I have some friends mm -hmm. uh, that work at the National Institute of Standards and Technology, and they work very closely with the National Football League and others to come up with better 
helmets and better really i would say doing the real metrology that's needed in order to look at concussions and other types of blunt mm -hmm. hits and so i would love to have them on and talk about how does metrology the measurement of things oh, yeah. get together with football and sports and right. why is that important so that would be a fun yeah. topic at least I for totally me totally agree no i totally agree and especially you know we're get we're in football season, you know, we're going to be gearing up, you know, in the next few months for Super Bowl. I think that's a really, really fun topic. Um, you know, and then we also have, I'm sure, some of our members in our sports committee that would love to come on and talk to oh, us that'd about be great. what they're developing. And um, so, yeah, so thanks so much for talking about sensors with me today, Bill. I know. Um, you know, it was kind of a an interesting roundabout story, but I may be looking for a car that has, um, you know, the, the the blind spot detectors in the near future here. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to us today. Please share this podcast with your friends and join us next time.